This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, July 28th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. House Ready's FY22 minibus. Lawmakers eye supply chain concerns and BLM nominee clears hurdle. Broadband NRCS staffing get boost. The House is close to finishing work on a seven-bill package of fiscal 22 spending measures needed to fund USDA, EPA, and other departments and agencies important to agriculture. On Tuesday evening, House members approved a block of amendments that included a $5.3 million increase for field staff at the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service. Representative Abigail Spanberger, the Virginia Democrat, said the increase would, quote, help crop and livestock producers implement conservation practices that help their bottom line. Other amendments that were okayed would expand the number of communities eligible for rural broadband grants and loans and increase staffing for USDA rural development by $2 million. Now keep in mind, the Senate Appropriations Committee has yet to release its FY22 bills. USDA's Congressional Liaison picked Adrian Wojciechowski, a former aide to the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, is President Biden's pick as USDA's Assistant Secretary for Congressional Relations. Wojciechowski also served as an aide to the Senate Judiciary Committee and to Senator Pat Leahy of Vermont. Check out this week's AgriPulse newsletter for our analysis of the pace of nominations in the Biden administration at USDA and in other agencies and departments that are critical to agriculture. Lawmakers hear cattle market supply chain concerns. The Senate Judiciary Committee today will be examining competition challenges in the food supply chain. The committee's top Republican, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, told reporters he hoped the hearing would provide further evidence about the lack of competition in the cattle markets that in turn will help shape legislation that could be attached to a reauthorization measure for USDA's livestock price reporting program, he said. The hearing witnesses include representatives of packing giants Tyson Foods and JBS, as well as an Iowa cattle producer and a policy expert from Consumer Reports. By the way, a House Ag Subcommittee is also holding a hearing today on the state of the beef supply chain. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA offers crop insurance flexibility. USDA is authorizing crop insurance providers to extend deadlines for farmers to pay premiums and administrative fees and to defer and waive any interest that would accrue. Farmers and ranchers are weathering tough drought conditions this year. 
We want to help ease the burden by extending payment deadlines and deferring interest accrual, said Risk Management Agency's Acting Administrator Richard Flournoy. Now take note. The House Agriculture Committee on Tuesday approved a disaster bill that expands on provisions of the WIP programs that covered losses in 2017, 2018, and 2019. The new bill would authorize up to $8.5 billion for 2020 and 2021 losses. Top Republican of the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, John Hoven of North Dakota, tells AgriPulse he's helping with similar legislation of the Senate and also is pushing USDA to provide more flexibility with existing disaster programs. Senate Reddy's BLM nominee for floor vote. Tracy Stone Manning, the Biden administration's nominee for director of the Bureau of Land Management, cleared her first hurdle toward confirmation when the Senate voted 50 to 49 last night to discharge her nomination from the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. The next step is a floor vote on the nomination itself. At a hearing earlier yesterday before the same committee, Interior Secretary Deb Holland said she expected that if confirmed, Stone Manning would enforce the law that apply to BLM lands. But Holland also said that while she believes Stone Manning is qualified for the position, she is the president's nominee. I didn't nominate her. I am here to move the department forward on the president's priorities. Stone Manning has been under fire for her involvement in a tree spiking incident on a national forest in Idaho in 1989, as well as for comments she has made about wildfires and grazing on public lands. By the way, Holland also answered questions about the administration's plan to conserve 30% of the nation's waters and land by 2030, the 30 by 30 initiative. She told Senator James Lankford, an Oklahoma Republican, that she expects the conservation effort will be, quote, in large part, voluntary. Crapo says Mexico promises to open to U.S. potatoes. The top Republican of the Senate Finance Committee, Idaho's Mike Crapo, says Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador and Economy Secretary Tatiana Clothier have both assured him personally that the country is moving forward on regulations that will open up all of Mexico to imports of U.S. potatoes. Mexico's Supreme Court issued a ruling in April that would allow the Mexican government to lift a barrier to fresh U.S. potatoes. But that has not happened yet. Mexico is now only partially open to U.S. potatoes, allowing them to be sold within 26 kilometers or 16 miles of the U.S.-Mexico border. I won't consider the matter finished until our farmers are able to sell high-quality potatoes to every family in Mexico, Crapo said during a Finance Committee hearing on implementation of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Brazil's second corn harvest picking up steam. The harvest of the Brazil's second corn crop is still way behind schedule, but farmers in the center-south, the primary growing region, are picking up the pace, according to the consulting firm Agrel. 
The center south is now 39% harvested, up from just 30% a week ago, thanks to significant progress in the state of Mato Grosso, Sao Paulo, Goyas, and Minas Gerais. The region was 53% harvested at this time a year ago, when production was much stronger and weather conditions were better. Agraal cut its forecast for the entire second corn harvest earlier this month to 59.1 million tons, a drop from 75.1 million tons last year. The firm says it will revise that estimate in early August. Here's today's She Said It. I'm going to do my level best to ensure that we are doing everything humanly possible to make sure that fires don't burn down our communities and people's homes. At Deb Hollett, Interior Secretary, at a hearing before the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, July 28th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.